0: Love Talk Radio Welcome to the Family Healing Circle where we heal the mind, body, and soul Join us every Monday for Totally Whole with Dr. Rosemary Cook and Pastor Bridget as they discuss issues related to spirituality and mental health with emphasis on wholeness of mind, body, and spirit Get your money right Tuesdays on Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show is the tool you need to develop a healthy relationship with your money and financial legacy. Every Thursday is a treat as we mix it up. On the first Thursday of the month, it's Total Empowerment with Angela Hart, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out. The second Thursday of the month is Relationship Talk on One Love, One Connection, One Up with Rev. Arlene Cahet and Harvey L. Bailey as they give you practical advice for creating a spiritual union to have the relationship you want. Call in with your relationship questions. Calling all brothers on the third Thursday of the month, it's the Sacred Masculine Show with Rev. Jamel Gilliam. It's a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. When there is a fourth Thursday in the month, we have The Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahet, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. Every Friday, let's talk love, sex, and nutrition with sexual wellness coach Bondria Walters and sex enthusiast Laquielana. The hottest sexual health and wellness and nutrition show around, this is for the grown and sexy. Listen at your own risk. If you don't know, now you know. The Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. It's the best in entertainment, education, and talk radio.
1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Stacey Ferguson, and you're on Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host tonight and every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. I'm glad you guys chose to listen tonight. We're going to have a very enlightening show for you. The show tonight, we will have a special guest, and he is a civil lawyer. Now, I'm going to explain the difference between a civil lawyer and a criminal lawyer, and I'm going to make it clear and plain so that everybody understands. And it's going to be a short definition. I'm not going to go into details. When well, we have our special guest come on, they'll enlighten you more and give you all the specifics and the ins and outs. So basically, a criminal lawyer is where, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, somebody's going to jail. A civil case is when you sue someone, when you sue a person, whether you sue a business. So it's more about monetary and not actual criminal charges. So that's the overall difference. And again, once our special guest comes on, then he can enlighten you with all the specifics that you want to know. Again, you're on with your host, Stacey, and this is Make Me Feel it Radio. Tonight and every Sunday night, I'll be your host, and I'm happy to be your host. So thank you for tuning in, whether it's on the radio. Sorry, we're not on the radio yet, but that's okay because I'm thinking big. Whether it's on the computer or whether it's through your thank you again for listening to your one and only, yours truly, Stacey Ferguson, for advertising and for sponsors if you would like to sponsor the show or if you would like to advertise your business on the show. We still have a few slots available, so please call me as soon as possible. You can email me at Stacy L. Ferguson, that's S-T-A-C-Y, the letter L, Ferguson, the number 77, at gmail.com. Ferguson is spelled F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N. Again, that's for advertising and it's for sponsors. So if you would like to advertise an upcoming event, if you would like to advertise your church or your organization, feel free to email me and we'll set up something. Um, Remember, I'm just starting out, so I don't have high prices. They are very reasonable, but you have to jump on board now because they're so reasonable that I don't have a lot of spaces left. Again, Stacey L. ferguson 77 at gmail.com. We are not going to hold you long today. We will not have a full two-hour show, but we are going to try to give you all the information you need in a condensed time. Um, feel free to, if you have questions, if you're listening on the internet, if you have questions for our special guest tonight, who is a civil lawyer, please feel free to go to my Facebook page. It's Stacy L. Ferguson bring your questions, and I'll make sure I get them answered on the line for you. So, without further ado, we will bring on our special guest, and we will get this party started. Good afternoon, my special guest. How are you today?
2: Stacy, I'm doing wonderful. How are you?
1: I'm great. I'm great. We, we are going to start our show off. We're going to answer any questions. If you have a question and you're on the phone, you can push the number one to talk or ask your question. Um, if you are online, you can go to my Facebook page to ask your question, and we're going to try to answer everything you have tonight um, while we're on the show. So, Mr. Henderson. We're going to start out with your full name and your full contact information so that if anyone needs to contact you, they are able to contact you by either email or phone or whatever information you have. So full name, spelling, and contact information.
2: Okay. My name is Marlo A. Henderson III. Um, I can be contacted at 888-625-MAH3. Again, 888 888- 625-MAH3, or you can go to my website, www.mah3.com.
1: All right. So to start off, I gave a brief description or a brief definition of the difference between a criminal lawyer and a civil lawyer. Would you like to elaborate?
2: I think you did a great job, Stacy. Um, the the oh, main awesome. difference is, yeah, the main difference, like you said, um, someone's uh, physical uh, right to be out on the street is not in jeopardy when you're talking about a civil case. Um, mm-hmm. A civil case usually has something to do with um, you either want some money damages paid or you want the court to rule on a specific issue. Like um, another civil case is a divorce case or a custody Mm -hmm. case. Um, Those cases do not involve someone um, being incarcerated or their right to be out. Okay. Okay. So, you know, the the type of law that I mainly specialize in is um, personal Mm -hmm. injury law, um, bankruptcy, Mm -hmm. and small business um, and estate planning. All
1: right. Okay, so I'm going to throw out a few questions that I have um, for... Let's start with bankruptcy. Um, now, for bankruptcy, a lot of people don't know the different, like there's Chapter 7, there's Chapter 13. What are the different ones and what, well, if we need to or if we want to apply for, do we apply for bankruptcy? How how do I even word that?
2: Okay. So the, the wording for bankruptcy is you file for bankruptcy.
1: Yes, I knew um, bankruptcy that. Bankruptcy
2: cases. That's right. So, um Bankruptcy cases are handled in the um, federal courts, okay? So Mm -hmm. that's the uh, court system for the United States. It's not a state court uh, matter. So, like, um, if you ever have an accident in your state or if you have to file a divorce, normally those cases are going to be handled in your state court system. So you would hear people talk about they would go to Maryland District Court or Maryland Civil Court. Uh, I'm okay. sorry, circuit court for those matters. But a bankruptcy is definitely a federal court case. Um, it is the jurisdiction for bankruptcy is the United States Code, all right? So it's okay. federal law. And so okay. there's two types of bankruptcy in our country. We For mm-hmm. consumers, people like you and I, regular people, um, if you had mm-hmm. debts like credit cards, loans, doctor bills, uh, personal debts between two people, um, you could list those debts and ask the court to alleviate you of the responsibility for paying those debts, all right? Okay. And um, the simplest way to do that would be a Chapter 7, and that's a complete liquidation of your debts. Um, it's, and then the other way is to do a Chapter 13, and a Chapter 13 is basically a payment plan, or some people would call it a restructuring of your debt. So that you can pay off a small portion of your debt over a period of time.
1: Okay. And at the end of good. your at the end
2: of your case, all of your debt will be wiped away in a chapter thirteen.
1: Oh, great. So okay, so you are enlightening me also, so I'm gonna ask questions as if I have no idea because I know the questions that I have someone else has, they just haven't pushed one yet to ask their questions. So maybe I can answer okay. those questions for them until they decide to push one or until they decide to contact us on Facebook to see what the question is. Now, All right. is, there, is there anything – are there any debts that are excluded from bankruptcy?
2: Okay, so there are um, debts, and the term for that would be debts that are considered non-dischargeable. One of the largest debts that is non-dischargeable is a debt that um, we all may have, especially if we went to any kind of um, trade school or college uh, school loans. Most Mm -hmm. um, school or student loans, as people will call them, um, are non-dischargeable. The government really um, solidified the law and made it clear that those loans are not discharged in a bankruptcy. And oftentimes you have to go An additional step beyond bankruptcy to see if the government will allow you to write your debts off.
0: Okay. In those cases. Um,
2: There are other debts, like, mm -hmm. um, I give you another example, real quick, of a debt that's Mm -hmm. non dischargeable. um, If you have a civil fine, so some um, tickets and penalties and fines are not dischargeable in a bankruptcy. Um, There are some taxes that, yeah. There are certain taxes that are non-dischargeable. If a tax debt is less than three years old, um, it cannot be discharged in a bankruptcy. But the flip side of that, which is really good and a lot of people don't know, if your tax debts are over three years and haven't been collected in full by the state or the IRS, those debts can be added in your bankruptcy and discharged.
1: What? I did not know that. So, Okay. So what if someone filed for bankruptcy before, but they didn't have debt? How much of a time lapse does it have to be if you can file again? Is that a a, a real question, or is that something I just made it's up val- in my head?
2: No, that's a valid question. The, the oh. time limit that you have to always concern yourself with is, what is the time limit between when I can get a discharge of my debts? Because you can always okay. file a bankruptcy. There's always the possibility mm-hmm. of filing a Chapter 13. The question is, can I if I file a bankruptcy, will I be able to get my debts discharged or written off? And the answer mm-hmm. to that is it has to be at least eight years between when you filed the first case and got a discharge and when you attempt to file an additional case.
1: Okay. Okay, that makes sense.
2: All right. And if you you know, there's some more specifics. that's something that Mm -hmm. someone can reach out to me personally and ask. Like, you know, if I got a discharge four years ago, can I file another bankruptcy and get a discharge? And there's, you know, there's some catchy stuff that they can call me about and we can talk about that in Mm -hmm. detail. But it's usually eight years between discharges. Mm -hmm. All right.
1: All right. Now, on to accidents. Now, if I'm in an accident and I need a lawyer, Or if I'm in an accident and I don't really know what to do because this may be my first accident and I don't know, is it really that serious that I get a lawyer? Does my, if I have insurance, does my insurance go to bat for me? Like, when do I know or need to know when I should get a lawyer if I'm in an accident? Or do I just call a lawyer and give them all the details and let you decide whether I should pursue, or whether I should just let the insurance company handle
2: it. Well, as you know, you know lawyers are always advertising. You know, if you need a lawyer, call this number. We'll help you.
1: Uh
2: Um, The best thing that I would recommend people do is, if there's any question about somebody being at fault in your accident, you should definitely Uh call a lawyer. Whether there's a question of whether you were at fault or the other party was at fault, call an attorney and present your case, the facts, and maybe that attorney will assist you in discovering who was at fault. Sometimes the police report will be written in a way that will determine who was at fault, but that's not always the best determinant of who was at fault in an accident. Um, So a lot of people um, will often have their lawyer on speed dial, or, you know, they'll put the phone number to a good lawyer in their cell phone because Mm -hmm. accidents are clearly happening um, at a higher pace. People are texting and driving, they're doing their hair in the morning, they're drinking their coffee, and accidents (laughs) just happen out of nowhere. Somebody's going to rear-end you. You know, you're sitting at the light in your brand-new car. Um, You know, you may not feel pain right away, but then the next day your body is sore, and you should be duly compensated for your pain and suffering and the injury that has occurred to you. If you ask an important question, will your insurance company go to bat for you? Um, normally, I would say the answer is no. Um, I mean, if you're not at fault for the, insur- uh, for the accident, then the mm-hmm. insurance company's main job in that situation is to assist you in determining if the other party is going to pay for your damages. Um, okay. The insurance company does not compensate you for pain and suffering damages. The... The oh. party who does that is the insurance company for the driver who offended you or hit you. Okay? And so okay. what the lawyer does is a good lawyer will help you gather all your paperwork, make sure that, you know, if you were not at fault that you sought some type of treatment to get your body back in, you know, back in order. You always want to be back at 100% because when someone hits okay. you, they've moved your body away from uh, 100% status. So your contact with your lawyer is to ensure that you get um, made whole is a legal term that a lot of um, professionals might use um, after the accident. So you always want to be made whole. You want to make sure your car was repaired the way it should be, and you want to make sure your body was put back in tact like it should be. So okay. the simple answer to your question is, when in doubt, call a lawyer, Okay. There are enough free you know, consultations out there where lawyers will talk to you, and if you have a, a case that they want to take, then they will accept your case.
1: All right, so give them your number again, just in case someone needs a lawyer.
2: Well, if you want to call me, it's 888-625-MAH3.
1: And the name of the practice is?
2: Um, the practice is under my name. It's Law Office of Marlowe A. Henderson III.
1: Okay, great. All right. Now, what was the other thing you say you specialized in? Because I missed it. I'm
2: sorry. So I also do um, estate planning. So that's wills, trusts, powers of attorney, health care directives. And um, I do um, business law. So that's um, transactions, um, consultations about establishing a business, um, looking over contracts. Discussing boards and board governance. Um, all those areas can be um, discussed with my office.
1: Okay, now, question. When you talk about wills, this is something that I'm going to be upfront about because no point of beating around the bush. I do not have one. I don't. Okay. I don't know why I don't have one. I guess it's just a procrastinator in me. What information do I need to first start one, and what does a will actually do?
2: Okay. So a will, the the simplest definition for a will is it's what the testator or the person who passes away um, wants those who are left here to follow based on his or her will. That's where the term will comes from, okay? And so in a will, you want to be able to tell your family or your friends or whomever else you leave what your wishes are when it comes to the things that you own or possess at the time of your death. Okay. Okay. So if you have your name on a house, then you can Mm -hmm. say in your will you want the house to be sold and you want the proceeds to be split amongst your children. Or you could say, okay. I want my children to just have their names put on this house or to become mm-hmm. the owners of my property. Okay. And when people don't have wills then the state decides the state law that you, the state you live in, the law of that state mm-hmm. will decide how your assets or possessions are um, dispersed amongst your um your family Okay and there are certain special rules As to who gets what And sometimes okay. there are just Family members that you may not want to have Anything because they may not be good with money Or they may not mm-hmm. be your Best of friends right they may not Have helped you out mm-hmm. during your life so you may Decide I don't want um, My sister to have Half of everything that I work for Okay and if, if you're if you have A brother and sister that's all left the only people that's left in your family then your sister is gonna get half of what you've worked for, your sister and her kids. Mhm. For example. I'm just using a you know a wild example. So that's why people mm-hmm. would normally choose to say, hey, and you don't need anything to just do a will. All you need is your name and maybe the state you live in and you need to be over eighteen. Um and you say hey This is what I wish to do. And then there's some legal language that goes into the will document that your lawyer will sit down and discuss with you. But for the most part, you just want to have an idea of how you want to split up your assets.
1: Okay, great. Now, what – okay, question. And I was talking to someone um, outside of the radio show, and they were – making a statement that, and you touched on this a little bit, but I kind of, I want this to be clear to my listeners, and I want my listeners to really understand what you're saying when it comes to this. So when you have a, when you are born on your birth certificate, it's your name and it has, okay, I'm Stacy Ferguson, the state of Maryland. Now, if I do not have a will in place when I die, the state of Maryland has the right to take whatever it is that I own or not owe, own, own, um, and do with it as they please. So, is that a correct well, statement, or is there more to it than that?
2: Well, it's a little bit more to it. it. Doesn't mean it's going to be the state of Maryland. It it really depends on where you considered your residence. So, possibly where you last filed. Your or whatever return.
1: state you were born in.
2: Right. Right, so if you move okay. to Atlanta, um, and so the state of Georgia would then possibly pick up your estate if you filed taxes in Georgia mm-hmm. for the last couple of years, for example, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, mm-hmm. And if they can't find your relatives to give any of your stuff to, okay, or to fame your possessions, then the state will normally have some default where the state gets to keep your stuff or your money, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And um, I know for a number of years, and, and I may be quoted wrong, but you guys can look it up, uh, if you mm-hmm. died without um, any people to give your money or assets to in Maryland, the money went to the Department of Education. Okay. So so the school system basically, you know, uh, was the recipient of funds that were unclaimed were unable to be dispersed.
1: Okay. Now, I'm going to jump back and forth throughout the show because I see that there are people logging on um, as we're speaking. So I'm not going to stick to bankruptcy and then go for an hour about bankruptcy. So I'm going to kind of touch bases on everything. So for the people that's logging on late, they can at least get some information about all the topics as we go along. So I'm not going to follow a script. I'm just going to ask questions either as people ask me on Facebook or as they pop in my head, or if someone on the line has a question, feel free to push one. We'll answer your question while we're on the air tonight. If we can't, then Mr. Henderson will give you his telephone number and say, well, I think this is a matter that we should speak about in private. This is my number. You can reach out to me, and then we'll take it from there. So now, okay. back and, to and bankruptcy. um Miss
2: mm-hmm. Ferguson? You can also of course, of um, just share my email. Share my email with any of your listeners, and they can send us an email on tomorrow, um, and we'll try our Absolutely. best to respond to them. It's m um, a h three. Alright, so give it
1: out one more time. Mhm.
2: Sure. So the email is m a h three at m a h three dot com.
1: And that's M is in Mary, A is in Apple, H is in Harry, three. Yep. At m a h three dot com. Got it. All right, so now back to bankruptcy. When it comes to bankruptcy, some people say, why why would you pay a lawyer to do something you can do yourself? What are the advantages of having a lawyer do it than doing it yourself?
2: Okay. Well, there are some tricks involved in bankruptcies that the general public is normally um, unaware of. Um, mm-hmm. One has to do with the amount of money that you have at the time you file. The courts okay. or the state of Maryland only gives you a certain amount of exemptions that you can take under state law. Even though bankruptcy is a case, your state law defines what kind of exemptions bankruptcy gives you. And so a, an experienced bankruptcy attorney will know what those limits are. And you never want to go into a bankruptcy hearing with a trustee and not be aware of what the limits of your exemptions are. Your exemptions are basically, in a nutshell, what the state says that you can have at the time you file a bankruptcy without having to give it up. There have been times where people have filed their own bankruptcies They were expecting a tax return, okay? And this time of year, some people get really large tax refunds, okay? Um, So they were expecting a tax refund, not a return. I'm sorry I said return, but they were expecting a Mm -hmm. tax refund. And that tax refund exceeded the exemption limit. And because they may have had other cash in the bank at the time, or, you know, they may have had other assets that are not exempt, And so once those numbers exceed, the trustee who represents the creditors or the people you have debts with can Mm -hmm. actually take some of your money if it exceeds the exemption amount. And you can't go back and and cancel your bankruptcy and not allow the trustee to take your money. Because once you get into it, that trustee is going to sink his teeth into, his or her teeth, into your assets and say, hey, I want that four thousand uh-huh. dollars, and you may have been uh-huh. expecting to do some something with that money, so
0: uh-huh. it
2: might be more cost effective to come to a professional, sit down, look at uh-huh. whether or not this is a good time for you to file bankruptcy, and then you know you save you save three thousand dollars of the four thousand that you could have lost because you're only paying a lawyer about a thousand or twelve hundred dollars to do your case, okay. So it's just money well spent to get it done. And you want to get it done right, and you want to make sure at the end of the day, talk to someone who's giving you valid and concise legal advice.
1: Right. Okay. Now, what information should I already have in my possession and ready to go before I call you if I need to file bankruptcy?
2: One of the things that I, I strongly recommend people do, before they file bankruptcy is at least have their prior year tax return done or have a plan for when they are going to do their tax return. Um, the court wants you to have recent tax returns filed when you file your bankruptcy because that's one of the ways that um, the court can determine whether or not you qualify for a bankruptcy. Some bankruptcies, mm-hmm. like the Chapter 7, you qualify based on your income and the size of your household. Okay, Your lawyer can explain that in more detail to you when you call him or her. Okay. All
1: right.
2: um, the other thing is you want to have recent pay stubs. The court requires that when you file, you provide to the trustee four recent pay stubs if you are a paid employee. If you're not a paid employee, You might want to have a 1099 from the prior year to show what your self-employment income or your contract income is when you go to um, file your bankruptcy. You may also want to have a copy of your credit report. And if you don't have one, most good lawyers will charge you a small fee to run a recent credit report. And the credit report will help the lawyer and you, the client, to determine what debts you actually have that you're going to list in your bankruptcy. And your lawyer okay. should be able to tell you what debts that, you, that you're going to list are going to be discharged at the end of your case. And in a Chapter 7 case, it's a 90-day period. So at the end of the 90 days, you'll get your discharge letter from it in a Chapter 7. If you do a Chapter mm-hmm. 13, it could be as short as three years and as long as five years.
1: Okay. Now, what are the don'ts when it comes to bankruptcy? Give me the top, let's say five if you have five. Absolutely do not do fill in the blank.
2: Um, number one is probably don't lie. Um, you know, there's no need to lie. You should talk to your lawyer um, because a lawyer can – Help you, I wouldn't say um, lie, but the lawyer can help you spin things in your favor. Okay? Because some okay. things you think and you may have to lie about, you may not even mm-hmm. have to lie. You should be always truthful. Mm-hmm. But if you mm-hmm. go to the right attorney, the attorney can tell you how, that, how your truth is going to fit your situation. Okay? So okay. always be prepared to tell the truth to a good lawyer and let the lawyer help you figure out how to, you know, spin your argument if you ever need to, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. Number two, don't make any huge purchases right before you're going to do a bankruptcy. And so a wild example of that, Ms. Ferguson, would be if you know you're going to file bankruptcy and you're going to list your American Express card and you're not going to pay it off before you file bankruptcy, you should not go out and buy a mink coat. It cost
1: $10,000 <laughs>
2: because that is just going to be a big red flag to the court mm-hmm. and to the creditor, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you try to get that written off in your bankruptcy. And now you can have a fraud case on your hand. And then you might have okay. to pay more money to the lawyer to help you get out of that jam, all right? Right. Um, okay. Number three, don't pay anybody off before you file a bankruptcy. So if you owe one of your family members and you just get your tax return back, don't give your family member the $2,000 right before you file your bankruptcy because a trustee can ask you that question and if you say, yes, I gave my sister $2,000 right before I filed Mm -hmm. bankruptcy because I owed her from Christmas, the trustee is going to call your sister and say, bring me the Mm $2,000 and that trustee has the right under the law to get that money back and then that trustee can share Mm -hmm. that money with your creditors, okay. So now you're gonna to have to so pay your sister back, to, back two thousand dollars again.
1: Right. So it's better to, if you owe someone money, to file it with your bankruptcy.
2: Either file it with your now, bankruptcy or discuss it with your lawyer first. Okay. Because after your bankruptcy, you can always pay your sister back, if right, you two thousand right, right. dollars. But you just okay. don't want to do it right before you file your bankruptcy. So. Honestly, those are probably the three most important things. Don't lie. Um, You know, tell your lawyer what you need to tell him or her first. Um, Mm -hmm. Two, um, don't make any large uh, purchases or transactions right before you file bankruptcy. And then three, Mm -hmm. um, don't pay anyone off very large sums of money, I would say anything more than $600 prior to filing a Mm
1: -hmm. bankruptcy. Okay. Now we're going to move back into accidents. Now, if I'm in an accident, I know a lot of times people say that police don't give out reports anymore. Um, That is true. So, what do we do? What do we do if we don't get a police report?
2: Well, you always want to try to get as much information on the other driver that you can, like Mm -hmm. their name. Um, ask them for their insurance company information, and if they don't um, oblige you or give you the rights or they don't do it, then you should definitely call 911 and get a police officer to the scene. Just just because the police doesn't write a report, um, the police officer still must do a legal exchange of information document, and that is something that will be recorded with the police department that writes up that document. Okay, so it may not be a a traditional accident report where it shows the position of the cars, but it will be Mm -hmm. an exchange of information so that the officers will assist you in making sure that that other driver shares the information with you as you will share your information with the other driver.
1: Okay. Now, I've been in a situation where the other driver actually – did not have, um, what was it, a registration or it was something dealing with the car. I think it was registration. They did not have a registration for the car. They Mm -hmm. gave a bogus driver's license information. Um, So how far do we kind of, and we can't pressure the police because we don't want to, you know, come off a little aggressive. But how far can how far can we go when it comes to police and making sure that other person has the information that they're supposed to have, like registration or insurance information? So if that other driver well, does not said, have, let
2: me say this. Mm-hmm. Let me let me help you with that. First of all, okay. you know we all have to use logic and um, you know some sort of um, common sense when we dealing with these issues. The first thing that I okay. would do if I was in an accident. I would get out the car, you know, once, if I can. Like, sometimes people Mm -hmm. can't physically get out. They have to rely on Mm -hmm. an ambulance to get, or, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe the fire department comes and gets them. And normally Mm -hmm. in that situation, the police will automatically come to the scene because somebody has called them and said, hey, there's been a bad accident. And in that situation, um, you know, the police will get as much information from each driver as possible. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, So, Mm -hmm.
2: Sometimes it is out of your control, but then when it's mm-hmm. in your control, most people have a phone, especially a phone that takes pictures.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: One of the first mm-hmm. things I, can, I would do if I got out of a car and I felt, you know, well enough to do so, then I'm going to go and I'm going to take a picture of the tag of the car that hit
0: mm-hmm.
2: me, okay? okay, or the, you know, car that I struck if I was at fault um, because mm-hmm. you can do a lot with the tag. A tag will at least get you to who is the registered owner of that vehicle, may not right. be the person driving, but you can always sue the owner of the vehicle even if the driver didn't have permission to drive in the car. And then okay. you have to understand that your insurance company works on your behalf. So one of the things that you want to make sure you do is always have good insurance if you can. You know, make sure mm-hmm. your insurance policy is paid because there's going to be cases where somebody might hit you and they don't have insurance but you can then get paid from your own insurance company, and that's called an uninsured Uh motorist, okay? And so your insurance company will basically fall in line for the other driver and pay you out for your accident. And Mm -hmm. once they do that, they will have their lawyers go after the person who was at fault and probably didn't have insurance. And let them, you know, they'll okay. sue on um, their behalf. But, okay. you know, if you Great. ever had that uh-huh. situation, call a lawyer, and the lawyer can guide you through that process.
1: And give them your number one more time because we want them to call you.
2: Hey, if they want to, they can. Um, but there are tons of lawyers out here for everybody. 888-625-6243. And um, right. please don't be a Please don't tell your audience, or I may say to your audience, please don't be shy to call the number. Mm-hmm. Even if you have a question about an area of law that I don't practice, I would be glad to refer you to friends of mine who I know are very good lawyers in the Baltimore metro area um, and could help you with your situation. 888-625-MAH3.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, in reference to insurance, what are the what are some major things that when we, you know, we're going to get basic insurance, we really don't want to pay a lot for insurance because insurance could be quite a bit, and it can be overwhelming. But in our search to find the best quality insurance, what are some things that are must-haves that we should – add on to our insurance policy so that whatever the case may be, we're covered.
2: Okay. So one of the things you want to get is you want to probably get more than the state minimum if you can. I think the, um, if I'm not mistaken, the state minimum might be 30, 60. And what that means is in, in an accident, the minimum is you have to have at least $30,000 of coverage. And that's, that's the coverage for yourself. And then there's mm-hmm. 60000 that they'll give you for the total of everybody that's in the accident. Um, yeah. You know, if that's okay. all you can afford, then that's what you get. That's the bare minimum that you have to have in the state of Maryland. Um, however, okay. if you can afford more, you want to get the higher policy limit because, you know, cars cost a lot more now. Um, mm-hmm. The price of um, hospitalization costs more. Sometimes you may have more than one passenger in your car. So that's Uh $60,000, the one I just told you with the state minimum. Imagine Uh a situation where you're in an accident and you got four other people in your car or three other people. Uh You guys are coming from Uh a concert, Beyonce show, and somebody hits you. Well, Uh everybody has to share in that policy limit of Uh
0: $60,000.
2: Okay. And so And you know, by the time you add up
1: all those medical bills, that's done.
2: And you know, you got five people trying to share sixty thousand dollars. It it means that that's money has lot. to be carved up a lot, right. Um, but there's other things that will help that out, like if one of the drivers or one of the passengers had their own insurance, the policy limits mm-hmm. have to be higher than the bare minimum. So what you always want to be is a person who if you can Pay a little bit more extra per month. It might be ten, maybe mm-hmm. twenty, maybe thirty dollars more a month, but it's worth mm-hmm. it to get a higher policy limit than the state bare minimum. Okay. okay. Then you want to look at is your PIP coverage, or personal injury protection, and some insurance even some insurance providers will even have something called MedPay. And what this is is it's basically. Medical or hospitalization um, insurance, if you ever get in an accident, mm-hmm. even if it's not your fault, and so when you have that type of coverage, and that might cost you an extra twenty dollars a month on your policy, but it's well worth it. Mm-hmm. If you have that mm-hmm. coverage whenever you get in an accident. That whatever that policy limit is, or like most PIP coverage, um, the minimum is twenty five hundred dollars. I've always told okay. my friends and family to get at least five thousand if you can, because okay. the first five thousand. If you get five thousand, then you can rack up to, um, up to five thousand dollars in bills, and that mm-hmm. has to be covered by your insurance company. And mm-hmm. when you go to settle your case, you wind up ensuring that you can get more money in your accident um, payout okay. because you've had medical coverage that covers you for a higher amount the
1: bare minimum. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, so,
2: so those need get get the basics. We need to get need to get pipped, and, and need, we need to
1: get a higher coverage.
2: Yeah, try not to just be the bare minimum person. I mean, you don't want to be, you know, that's why, and this is a financial statement I'm going to make, that's why you shouldn't be driving a luxury car if you can't really afford it. And part of affording a luxury mm-hmm. car is having the mm-hmm. luxury insurance to go with the luxury car. So okay. you got a bare minimum policy, but you got an $80,000 car you ride. It just doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't line up. Because so if you crash into, okay. you know, and then there's property limits on the car insurance as well. Imagine you crash into mm-hmm. somebody's Bentley and you don't have mm-hmm. $100,000 worth of property coverage. Then mm-hmm. you're opening yourself up to a lawsuit and you may have to call a bankruptcy lawyer to get you out of that jam.
1: Wow. You know um, what? Let me give you you one just enlightened me to quick. something because I, I never thought about that. Like, suppose I hit someone with a luxury car. I need to be able to, my insurance need to be able to pay for that luxury car, and I not have to file bankruptcy because I done hit this luxury car. Ah, huh, good job. Yeah, that's Thanks, why Marlo.
2: One of the, one of the things I normally do, if I see a really expensive car on the road, I, like, get, like, two lanes behind that car. I don't want to get in no crash with that
1: <laughs> stuff. <laughs> okay. Yes, good thing. I'm not you. even that's allowed. what we need to know.
2: That's not even funny.
1: Oh. <laughs> that's not even funny. I'm serious. You enlighten us. And this is what we're here for. So you're listening to Stacey. We're on Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host this Sunday and every Sunday from 7 to 9. We have... Mr. Marlo Henderson on the line, who is a civil lawyer, who's given us all the ins and outs about civil law. So if you have any questions, the telephone number is 646-929-0630. You can press 1 if you have a question, or you can log on to my Facebook page, which is Stacy L. Ferguson. You can post your questions on there. We'll answer them online. We will not hold you for a whole two hours today. We're going to have a shorter show, but we want to make sure we answer every question and make sure we touch on a little bit of everything. So don't forget, if you have any questions and you're on the line, push one. If you're on Facebook, Stacy L. Ferguson, send your request through Facebook. I'll ask it. We'll answer it online. So we're going to move right along with the show. And we're going to thank you again, Mr. Henderson, for even agreeing to be on this show with us. Um, so next, when it comes to wills, and what was the other thing? It was wills or something else?
2: Well, it's it's called wills and estate planning, because part of okay. creating your will um, is making sure that you look at the whole estate, and your estate is basically. Okay. Defined as everything you own um, at the time uh, of your death. Okay? okay, so what you own today would be your estate as you're living, right? But mm-hmm. um, you know, if you if you pass away, the the court's gonna call that your estate. Okay, so
0: mm-hmm. if
2: you own a house, if you own a car, um, then you have two big assets in your estate. And Mm -hmm. one of the things you want to do when you plan your estate is to decide how you want those things to be handled if you pass away suddenly. Okay. Or if you have an illness or something, okay? Um, The average Mm -hmm. price of a will, at least for my office, is somewhere starting in the $600 range. Um, I usually do a package deal for a will, a power of attorney and a health care directive. And I'm going to explain each of those three documents in a moment. Um,
1: yes, because I was about I'll to ask.
0: Yeah,
2: I'll do a package deal for those, and I usually charge about 650 to $675, um, depending okay. on the complexity of the documents. Okay. And so your will, your will is the statement or the document that says, hey, <clears throat> to the world, I own X, Y, Z. And if something should happen to me, and I'm, I'm really summarizing it, but it's like normally a four- okay. to five-page document. Um, okay. If something happens to me, I want X person to have this. And some mm-hmm. people get very specific. They, like, they may say, I have three mink coats. I want one to go to mm-hmm. my daughter, I want one to go to my niece, and I want one to go to my sister, whom I dearly love, Okay. That's how you would disperse um, items in a will. There's
1: okay, a question. power of attorney.
2: document. Okay,
1: go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want you to get too far past because I have a question, and it might be part of the will. If it's not, then we'll add it to the end of your um, questions at the end. So when okay. at the end, when we are in our final stages of life. Um, do we put in our will, like, whether we want to be on life support, whether we don't want to be on life support, whether if we should kind of go, do we want to be brought back? Where does all of that information go?
2: Okay. So that's a very good question, and I'm, I'm going to get to that in just one quick moment. Um, Got it. So the second document that I would create for you, um, let me say the second document is a health care directive. Okay. okay. Also called a living will And a mm-hmm. lot of people might remember um, About maybe 15 years ago I'm not sure, 15 or 20 um, There was a case in Florida About a lady by the name of Terry Shavo. And Miss Chavo was on life support For a number of months um, And I don't have time to Google the case But the big mm-hmm. issue in the case was Her husband didn't have the legal right to tell the doctors or the hospital um, what to do with her. And okay. everybody was saying, she doesn't want to live like this. She doesn't want to live on life support. But the law had to decide what was going to be the right um, way to dispose of her or allow her to, you know, choose whether she wanted to mm-hmm. be living or um, taken off of life support. So healthcare okay. directors, um, are really important because in that document or your living will, you get to explain specifically to the medical community or hospital or doctors how you want to be treated if you're ever in that situation. Um, If you're ever in a vegetative state, do you want to have food given to you or do you want to just die a normal death? Do you want medication given to you while you're in that state? Or, Do you want to be taken off of life support if you need to be on life support for a long period of time? Mm -hmm. And you also get to choose a person that's going to be called your health care agent. And that's going to be a trusted person that you can say, this person has the right to tell the doctor uh, what to do with me in that type of situation. Okay. Okay. So all those questions that you had, those are usually answered in your health care directive or your living will. And then the last final document that you create uh, when you're doing your estate plan Mm -hmm. normally is called a um, power of attorney. And in a power Mm -hmm. of attorney, you basically get to choose the person that can be you when you're not yourself. And what I mean by that is let's just say you wake up one morning and you have pneumonia and you cannot get out and go to the bank. If you have a power of attorney document, you can give that document to a trusted person that you've chosen to give it to, and that person can go to the bank and step in as you because they have your power of attorney. That person, for example, if you had some money and you wanted to buy a car, that person would have Mm -hmm. your power of attorney and could go buy a car on your behalf. And you basically get to lay out in that document everything that you're giving that person the power to do on your behalf. Okay. okay. They'll be considered your agent and that all mm-hmm. falls under uh, a legal area called agency principle, principle agency law. And so the principal mm-hmm. is the person who gives the power. The agent is the person that gets to use the power.
1: Okay. All now, right? do I so, have to put in my will that I chose a person to be my power of attorney?
2: Um. You do not, because those are two separate okay. um, documents. The thing that you put in your will okay. is you choose a person to be your, um, your executor or your personal representative. Okay. But after you pass okay. away, a power of attorney has no more effect. But when you ah, do pass okay. away, the person who is in control over your stuff is the personal representative or your executor of the will. That's the person who will go around and collect everything that needs to be collected um, go to mm-hmm. the bank and do what needs to be done mm-hmm. on behalf of the estate. Okay. Okay.
1: That, so makes
2: after a person. Yeah, sometimes after a person passes away, nobody can go in that person's bank account because the bank doesn't let them. But if someone mm-hmm. produces the will and says, hey, you know, my loved one had a will, I'm the executor, I'm getting this money out on behalf of the estate, then the bank may allow them to do so because they've shown that okay. they are the person that the person wanted to do their business.
1: Okay. Now, next question, do you do anything with immigration law?
2: Um, good question. I do not do anything with immigration law.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Just That's I really had funny. to throw
1: it out there because I'm, there are a lot of people that listen, who I come in contact with, that are immigrants. They are here on maybe work visas. So I just wanted to make sure we get everything covered and if they can contact you or if that's not your specialty.
2: Yeah, it's really not my specialty, but if they give me a call, I have a good friend um, in downtown Baltimore who does a lot with immigration law. And I'd be glad to refer them. Great, Great, great,
1: great, great. Um anything else that you wanted to talk about or any other points you wanted to make? Um just a
2: couple quick little points and tidbits especially about mm-hmm. one of my main areas bankruptcy that a lot of people are not aware mm-hmm. of. Okay. Um if you if you don't have car insurance and you should happen to hit somebody and you get sued by an insurance company, you know, cuz I've seen people get sued for Twenty-five, thirty, forty thousand dollars because they were mm-hmm. uninsured and they hit somebody, and the insurance company paid okay. out um, on a lawsuit. And then now they're coming after this person who didn't have insurance. One of the ways okay. and they, the state will take your license if you don't pay out on that lawsuit. Okay, but okay. one of the um, ways that you can get your license back and not be stuck in a jam is you can file a bankruptcy and get that lawsuit Ooh. off of off of you. So that's a, you know, one way you can do that. Now, of course, you couldn't file bankruptcy for another eight years after that, you know, Mm -hmm. within reason, but you could at least, you know, protect yourself enough so that, hey, I want to get my life back together. I want to get my license. I want to get insurance. I'm not going to be stuck in Mm -hmm. this jam where I have this insurance company coming after me. Okay. Okay. That's one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, um, if you ever um, get a car repossessed, um, you can always file a Chapter Thirteen bankruptcy and get your car back, and you can actually yeah. pay for the balance of your car through your bankruptcy. Wow. That's um. Okay, that's, that's information I had no idea so, of. Yeah, a lot of people might get a car repossessed. And they're scrambling around mm-hmm. and trying to come up with all the money to pay the car payment to get that caught up, mm-hmm. and then they also have to pay money to the um repossession company, which often can be four or five hundred even a thousand dollars for the storage fee okay. right mhm it It'd be best to take that money like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars and go talk to a bankruptcy lawyer, give me a call, and we can get your car back from the repo people for no money mm. all right. And you can keep it and pay for it through your bankruptcy, okay? And they would do; they would be doing a Chapter Thirteen in that case, and just pay off. Now, these are the some car.
1: things that we needed to know.
2: Yeah, and then one last thing: in um, my paralegal, um, who is very bright, um, just graduated from the University of Baltimore, is about to become a lawyer herself. Ms. Shaquille Truesdale told me to share with the audience that they should. Think smart this year or, you know, when they do get their tax refund and if they have a lot of debt, mm-hmm. use some of that mm-hmm. refund to pay a bankruptcy lawyer and get out of debt mm-hmm. so that next year you can have your whole refund and not have to worry exactly. about debt.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I want to thank you for that, that quick tidbit. Yes. Yeah. Very good point. Very good point. And, and, this it, and
1: if you've why, already this done got it, it, bankruptcy,
2: you might want to use mm-hmm. some of your tax refund to do a will and prepare right. for your future.
1: Right. You're talking to me because I need to do it and I need to stop playing. So, I'm so let, let, let me you. be honest I'm with gonna, everybody. I'm my let, let, me order. Very honest.
2: let me be very honest with everybody on the call. Okay. Um, and be very transparent. Um, one of the things that is hard for a lot of people to do when it comes to wills is that wills, are a very, you know, it's a, it's a horrible subject to think about. Mm-hmm, Nobody mm-hmm, really wants mm-hmm. to think about their demise or, you know, right. passing on, okay? But, you know, it's, it's a fact of life. We all must be born. We all must die, okay? Mm-hmm. And so when you get an opportunity and, you know, you might have to go to Starbucks and get amped up with some coffee, and then call your lawyer and like, let's try to get this will done. <laughs> but at least, it, at least it will be done. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, we need to get it Especially done. let see if you
2: had kids. The other thing, real quick, Miss um, Ferguson, and did you tell your listeners mm-hmm. you told me to drink um, a whole glass of red wine? Because I'm starting I to sure feel it. I sure did,
1: because this is not your mama's radio station. This is the movement. But I want everyone to feel comfortable when they're listening. I want you to... Don't think about politics and what a radio announcer should sound like and what a, a structured radio show should be. That's, if that's what you're looking for, don't listen to me. I want to give you 100. So now 100%, I know why you call
2: it. <laughs> make you
1: feel. feel it. That's right, <laughs> because I want my audience to feel my passion. The things that I'm passionate about, I'm sure there are a million people in the world that's passionate about also. But when I have special guests, I want them to be as passionate as w- of what they're talking about as I am. So that's why I call it "Make Me Feel It." So, yeah, I
2: love it. I love it. And I wish, I some wish wine, you
1: some wine, relax, and enjoy the show.
2: Well, my puppy is in my lap, and he's enjoying the show. Um, shout
1: well, out that's to a Max. good thing.
2: But real quick,
1: um, <laughs> that's this, thing. this is the last
2: mm-hmm. thing about wills that I want to say that your audience should be aware of. If you have small children, your will is the best way to itemize or depict in writing who you want mm-hmm. to take care of your children. Okay. So that's why many people who have small children do wills, not so much because of the assets they have, but because they want mm-hmm. to state in the will in writing for anybody who's left, this is who I want to be the guardian over my children. Okay. Okay. So it's it's well worth it when you think about that.
1: Okay? Good, good, good to know. Good to know. And since I don't see anyone who has posted anything, any questions, I don't see anyone who's pushed number one because they have a question. I told you guys at the beginning of the show this is going to be a short show tonight, but I wanted to make sure you guys at least had some idea of what a civil lawyer handles, all the questions that I had, maybe inviting someone else. So if after the show you come up with a question or you get into an accident, um, I'm going to let Marlo give his information first, and then I'll follow up with my information. Okay, Marlo.
2: Uh, one more last time. time. Okay, uh-huh. one last time. My name is Marlo Henderson III. Um, I'm a lawyer in Owings Mills. I've been an attorney for more than ten years. Um, my contact number is eight 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 six two five M A H three. My phone number is eight. Um, again, I'm sorry. eight 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 six two five M A H three. My website is www.mah3.com. com. And my email address is mah3 at mah3.com. And it was a pleasure um, being on your show tonight, Ms. Ferguson. We appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much. And we will have you on again. Um, Maybe we can have a once every few months you can come back if you have any new information for us or if you think of something that you didn't say this time that you want to share with someone else next time feel free, let me know and we will have you on again because we're all going to need a lawyer at some point in time in our life.
2: I totally agree. And you know what? Um, Don't be afraid mm -hmm. to just create your, you know, attorney relationship. Um, You know, I know everybody has family or friends who are attorneys. Uh, One of the Mm -hmm. biggest things that we do as attorneys is we refer other attorneys. So mm-hmm. know, I get phone calls all week long with people just wanting to know, hey, I need a good family law attorney. Can you recommend me? And because okay. they recommend me in bankruptcy cases, I have no, no problem recommending, you know, people that I know are going to do good family law work, okay, or criminal work. Good. Um, you know. So just let us know what you need, and we'll be glad to assist you with that.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on our show. You have enlightened me and the audience, I'm sure. We wish you all the best wishes and much success in your career. And thanks again. We appreciate all your input, all your knowledge, and all your inspiration. Thank you. All right. Now back to... Your host and the lovely one herself, Stacey Ferguson. I'm not going to keep you long today. The show is just about over, um, but I am going to give you some notices and announcements because you know this is a Sunday show. So we have to keep you updated on what we have going on. Again, if you want to advertise your business, if you want to advertise your group, if you want to advertise your organization, if you want to um, advertise your church home, feel free to email me, Stacy, S-T-A-C-Y, L is in Larry, Ferguson, G U S 77 at gmail.com. Feel free to email me. Um, the other thing that we're going to stay up to date, and I'm going to make an announcement every week because I want you guys to chip in, is April 23rd. It's Baltimore's Spring Cleanup Day. I have already registered my neighborhood to be a part of this. Um, If you register your neighborhood, you have to call 311. They will need to know the name of your neighborhood or your district. They will ask you for a um, pickup point. Um, You will have to go to, they have two locations that you have to go to to pick up your trash bags, Um, but the city will actually pick up everything that you collect, all the debris, all the trash, all the whatever you want discarded from your neighborhood. They'll pick it up at a certain point on that following Monday. So please, 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 let's make this a movement. If you register, email me and let me know that you registered. I will come out. We will take pictures. We will post them on the Make Me Feel It website. We will make this a movement. We will make this an event. I want this to be something that you can look back and be proud of. I'm going to try to keep it going. April the 23rd is just the one that the city provides where they will um, furnish or provide free trash bags. But if we can get out on saturday mornings even if it's once a month once a month on a saturday morning we all get up and just clean in front of your house or if you feel like it clean the the street in front of your house i i tell people all the time it is something about me seeing market bags flying through the air flying down the street land in the ditch Come on, people. We need to clean this up. We have if you feel better about your neighborhood, you feel better about coming home. When I pull up in my neighborhood, it's good to see that my neighborhood is nice and clean. It's not dirt and grime and market bags and trash and paper bags and potato chip bags and candy wrapper just everywhere. Come on, people, we have to do better we have to do better so april the 23rd will be baltimore city spring cleanup day please call 311 to register your neighborhood you have to pick up the trash bags they have two sites available and then the city will actually come out on that following monday from wherever you tell them that you want them to pick up the um trash bags and the trash they will pick it up on that monday So I have registered my neighborhood. I will be out taking pictures. If you register your neighborhood, send me an email at gmail.com. Send me an email and just say, hey, Stacey, I registered my neighborhood. And then let me know what neighborhood it is. I'll come. We'll take some pictures. We'll do some before and after. We'll post it on Make Me Feel It Radio's Facebook page. And just let everyone know that Baltimore City is not just about crime and whatever else is going on. We have people here who care who care about their communities, who care about their blocks, who care about their neighborhoods, who are willing to get out, clean up some trash, and kind of link up with your neighbors. Make it a day affair. Somebody can put some food on the grill. You know we like eating. We can get together as a community. Chip in, you know, do something good. Let our children see that we care about our neighborhood and we care about our community. So please, please, please. Please everyone who participates, send me an emails, we'll post it up and we'll try to make this a monthly thing where we can just get out on a Saturday morning and clean up our neighborhood and keep it clean. We want the summer to be, you know, nice for the children. If we have a clean neighborhood, the kids can go out, they can play, what have you. So that's that. Um I think that was all of my announcements I was supposed to do today, just the spring cleanup. And if you want to advertise, um, please email me. I only have a limited number of spaces, so let me know um, as soon as possible. Don't forget, I also have a side business, which is Ferguson and Ferguson Transportation, Um, If you need your car transported, I know there are a lot of car dealers in Baltimore, and they are not big car dealerships. They are small-owned car dealerships. So if you buy cars from the auction and you need them transported back to your dealer's lot, please call Ferguson and Ferguson, 410-369-6620, or you can contact Troy or Bryant? Bryant is 410-369-6620, and Troy is 240-382-9574. These are my people. These are my family. This is my business. So I have a side business. I told you guys I'm working towards seven streams of income. we got to get our money right. We have to get our mind right. So, Of course, I tell you this every week. This is not your mama's talk show. This is a movement. We're trying to do some things. We're trying to get better at some things. We want to improve our life in 2016. So keep listening to me. I'll shed some light on some things. I'll help you out as much as I can. If you have, a topic that you would like to discuss on the show or you would like me to discuss on the show, if you have a business and you want to be on the show to promote your business, send me an email. It's StacyLFerguson77 at gmail.com. So this is it for us tonight. We've come to the end of our show. Please stay tuned every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. You can email me if you want to get on um, the email list. I'll send you one email once a week and it will be the link to the next Sunday show. Um, again, Stacecy L. Ferguson 77 at gmail.com. If you need to get in touch with Mr. Marlowe Henderson, send me an email. If you missed it, um, if you missed his information, send me an email. I will refer you him and give you all of his information, and if you would like to go back and listen to the entire show because you either were busy, you were logged on late, or you just, I don't know what happened, Stacy, I forgot, I fell asleep, I was out, I didn't listen, because I get this all the time, you can log on to blogtalkradio.com, that's B as in boy, L-O-G, talk, T-A-L-K, radio, O.com, the search bar, you can type in Make Me Feel It. And the name of this show was What to Do When You Need a Lawyer. So you can always go back and you can listen to the show in its entirety. I'm logging on to blogtalkradio.com. And in the search, you will type in Make Me Feel It Radio, And the name of this show was What to Do When You Need a Lawyer. So contact me for advertisements if you need Marlo's information, or contact me if you are participating in the um, Baltimore City Spring Cleanup Day so that I can reach out to you. We can take some pictures. We can post them online. And let everyone around the world know that Baltimore is a city that cares about their community and their neighborhood. So, as always, I love talking to you guys. I love the energy you bring. I love that you are as much vested in this adventure and this journey as I am. So, I will be sharing my journey with you, and I will be keeping you posted every Sunday night from 7 to 9. Please come back next Sunday because you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much. Have a blessed week. Make sure you smile at someone. Make sure you talk to yourself in the morning and start your day out positive. Make sure you say to yourself, I am great, I deserve everything that comes to me, and I'm going to bless someone else in a special way. So the more you give, the more you bless other people, the more you share, the more that the universe will bring it back to you. All right? This is a conclusion to our show, and I hope you felt it because I was trying to make you feel it. This is Stacey, your host. We'll be back next Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Have a good night.